Hey everybody, what's going on? Thank you for stopping by and welcome to the Buckeye Zone. This is where we break down anything and everything related to our favorite college football program, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Well, I don't know about you guys, but football season is getting very close. It's getting upon us very, very quickly. Uh, I believe uh, on the countdown meter, we are 17 days until kickoff, until the Buckeyes uh, play Minnesota Golden Gophers up there in Minnesota on a Thursday night game. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting excited. Hopefully you are too. I'm sure you guys are because it's been a long time since we've had some football. We've definitely talked about a number of different other topics pertaining to college football and our Buckeyes, but it's going to be kind of nice when we actually get to watch games and get to break down everything uh, that happens on those usually Saturdays. Uh, obviously, the first game is going to be on a Thursday, but yeah, no, I'm getting I'm getting excited, guys. Hopefully, you are too. Uh, it's getting very close. Ohio State, the football program, opened up uh, fall camp. They've been busy uh, doing that for the past week, week and a half. I just got done watching Ryan Dave's uh, press conference, giving updates on uh, all the different positions. And obviously, the number one topic is surrounding the quarterback position. Uh, this is going to be our first year where uh, we have a little bit of uncertainty uh, heading into the season. Uh, the past two seasons, we know Justin Fields was going to be the starter. So um, we've had a quarterback battle leading up to this first game and uh, pretty much the consensus around the program, everything that I've heard, uh, all the research that I've been doing, following the different uh, beat reporters, uh, media members in general, are basically predicting that C.J. Stroud's going to be uh, the first man up uh, to get that first snap when the season finally kicks off. And Ryan Day kind of alluded to that. Uh, I, sorry, Coach Day. Uh, some some of these head coaches for some of these programs get kind of bent out of shape if you don't address them as coach. So we'll we'll go ahead and give him his uh, uh, his respect, his his proper title. It's Coach Day. But anyway, Coach Day pretty much said that uh, C.J. Stroud has, in quote, separated himself uh, from the others. Of course, you know, who he's going up against is Jack Miller and Kyle McCord, uh, two guys that have been there with the program now. Uh, Jack Miller came in this exact same time as C.J. Stroud. Uh, Kyle McCord, he's a true freshman, but he's a five-star prospect, and uh, he looked good during that spring game. And they've been... Uh, kind of kind of going back and forth. Uh, it kind of seems like it's going to be Stroud, McCord, and then Miller on the depth chart uh, when the season begins. And, you know, uh, to throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing, uh, quarterback Quinn Ewers has finally stepped foot on uh, the campus there in Columbus. He made his debut uh, supposedly today. On the practice field, uh, Ohio State's uh, media, uh, the Twitter account and, and Facebook account all posted photos of Quinn wearing uh, the scarlet and gray. He's going to be uh, wearing his 
number three, like he had been doing uh, there in high school. So he does have a jersey number. He does have a jersey. He is on the practice field uh, getting some reps with the team. And, man, I need to address this because, you know, even a couple weeks ago when he said that he was going to forego his senior season in high school and he was going to come to uh, Ohio State a year early because of name, image, and likeness, he can't profit off his name. Um, thanks to the uh, state laws down there in Texas, uh, high schoolers are not allowed to do that. So he uh, is foregoing his senior season. He's going to step foot uh, a year earlier in the college world. Basically starts that clock um, a year sooner that he can make that jump from college then to the NFL, make some money in the meantime. You know, I can't blame him for doing that because, you know, the risk of injury playing a violent game like football, it's, you know, it's almost like a no-brainer. He had the credits. He worked hard to put himself in that position. Um, he's got like a perfect rating uh, in the in the recruiting world. Okay, go for it. Do it. But it definitely makes things interesting for Coach Day, the rest of the, the coaching staff, uh, how to balance everything out. And uh, I made some comments on Facebook and some other uh, groups, um, fan pages, whatever. And people have been <laughs> kind of attacking me. And I think it's kind of comical, really. Um, you know, I basically have been saying pump the brakes. That was my big mantra was pump the brakes. You know, this kid, as far as we know, he hasn't even had the playbook yet. Um, it's possible that, you know, he has. And then we know he hasn't been on campus. So it's possible he's been in contacts with, uh, you know, Coach Day and, and Corey Dennis and, and Kevin Wilson like through, through Zoom meetings and whatnot, it's possible he's been um, in some of these uh, conversations. But, you know, there, there's some people that are, are freaking out. You know, he's, he's going to uh, set the world on fire, blah, blah, blah. He's going to come in and uh, he's going to compete for the job. And I'm, I'm just like, guys, just relax. And people are jumping down my throat and oh, we always got to have some haters out there. We, we've got to have guys like you to come out here and and uh, can't welcome, you know, a superstar kid like this. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm excited that he's, you know, officially a Buckeye. You know, I, I'm excited that he's on campus and he's learning from some of the best coaches in the country, not just at the college level. But I mean, you've also got to tamper your expectations for this guy. I mean, he's, he just turned 18, I think in March, like he should be a high school senior at this point. Um, you know, I, I'm happy that he's a Buckeye. I'm excited about the future possibilities that he could bring uh, to our program. But, you know, some of you guys need to just slow down. Like, He's just a kid. He's just now arriving on campus. <clears throat> and, you know, he's got some catch-up to do. You know, he, he, Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud have been in the program now for two years. Last year was their basically their redshirt year. So they've had a full year, full year and a half of learning this offense, learning the playbook, uh, building rapport with their teammates, 
being in the program and, and getting their bodies in, in not just football shape, but Ohio State football shape with Coach Mick. Like, it, it, it's not like Quinn is coming into a program where he's got to compete against, compete against a bunch of bums. I mean, it, it's not like he's going into Purdue. Sorry, throw my boil boilmaker fans under the bus. But yeah, it, he's going to a top flight program that's constantly competing for a national title that has won four straight conference Big Ten titles. You know, they've got their last two starting quarterbacks were first round picks in the NFL. Uh, they had a guy transfer out who became a Heisman Trophy winner in Joe Burrow, who became the first overall pick uh, two years ago with the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, come on, man. He's stepping into a world-class program like Ohio State. I mean, other, one, other ones, you know, Oklahoma, Alabama, Clemson. I guess you could throw Georgia in there. But he's not going to be starting that very first game against Minnesota in 18 days. Like, slow down, relax. He just got on campus and people are freaking out. Like, okay, cool. Like, what's going on here? Like, you want to, you know, jump down my throat and say, oh, you're a hater. What? No. I mean, come on, guys. Give me a break here. It's not that I'm a hater. It's being realistic. If you listen to anybody, you know he's not going to be starting this first game. Will he get some reps in some games, maybe later in the season, once he understands the playbook? Sure, that's possible in garbage time. If anything, I would like to see him redshirt this year. If anything, you're going to see Kyle McCord come in on those garbage time snaps. Could he possibly jump Jack Miller sometime soon at some point in the season? Sure. And I fully expect, you know, Jack Miller to be gone after this year, go to another program. Okay. So that's one less quarterback that Quinn's going to have to jump in the future. But, I mean, all these people, my goodness, you just need to calm down and relax. The kid just got on campus. And people think you're a hater because you want to, I don't know, taper off some of the expectations. Yeah, he's going to be a great player. I have absolutely no doubt about that. But these people that think you're, you're hating on the kid because you want to say calm down, like, all right, if that's what's going to motivate you on social media to uh, think that you're going to know something better than somebody else, I don't know. It, it, it's been a kind of a crazy couple weeks since Quinn decided or made it known that he was going to come out of uh, high school a year early and, and go play for the Buckeyes a year sooner. That, that's, that's fine. I've, so I've been having some comments back and forth with some people, and it's just kind of comical that people are coming out there and saying that, you know, I'm hating on the program. No, or hating on the kid, uh, whatever. Like, people do what they got to do to make themselves feel better about them about themselves and think they know more about the program, whatever. Uh, 
so yeah, been dealing with that and, you know, moving forward, it's just, I'm ready for games to start being played because then you don't have nonsense uh, topics like this. And, you know, Coach Day, I, I, like I said, I watched his press conference uh, going out there talking with the media. It's, you know, looking like the team's starting to uh, get in the shape. They're starting to find out who they want uh, as the starters, starting to create some separation. Uh, another big area is the running back position since we're trying to replace you know, uh, J.K. Dobbins, and then now, I guess that was two years ago, but trying to replace Trey Sermon. You know, I know a lot of people are unhappy with Master Teague and whatnot, so everybody's looking for that next guy. Uh, it kind of sounds like Mayan Williams is starting to get a bulk of the first-team reps during practices. Uh, supposedly, during the scrimmage on Saturday, Travion Henderson has looked uh, special. So I don't really don't know who's going to get, you know, those first team carries um, once the season starts. I honestly believe it's just going to be a running back by committee until uh, somebody separates themselves. But, you know, you got two, two games here, first two games of the season with Minnesota and then Oregon. You know, I, I'm hoping that the coaching staff knows who they want to run with, uh, at least the first two guys. You know, uh, I just keep thinking that running back by committee, it, it can work, but you kind of need to know who that first guy is going to be, especially with the first, you know, two games not being cupcakes. I mean, you got Akron coming up then, uh, you know, you'd say that's cupcake, Tulsa, that's a cupcake, but those aren't the first two games, especially that second game you got up against again, Oregon. So I think they're going to need to solidify who they want in rotation. Uh, I think moving forward, the offensive line is pretty much set. Uh, who Who's going to be starting there? Um, defensive line, it kind of stinks that you lost uh, Tyler Friday. He's going to be hurt. Uh, we lost him for the season. But they've got some other dudes that they can uh, rely on. Uh, they got some guys that have been in the program for a while. Um, I know he's not a tackle, but he's, uh, you know, still part of that defensive line. Uh, Zach Harrison's been getting a lot of love uh, with uh, preseason, I wouldn't say awards, but are on the watch list for awards. You know, I think this is the year where it's time to put up or shut up for, for Zach Harrison. You know, he's coming in with a lot of hype when he came in, what, two, three years ago uh, as a five-star looking like he could be the next Bosa brother. He could be the next Chase Young. Hasn't quite found his groove yet with the coaching staff and, and on this team. I'm, I'm hopeful he's got a lot of raw talent. He's definitely looks like he could be a special player. You watch his high school film. I mean, you there's enough film on him now at the college level where you see some things and you're like, man, he just needs to be more consistent. And hopefully um, – Larry Johnson has been able to uh, work with him uh, throughout the past couple of years to get him ready. Hopefully he can be a beast because I think that's what was kind of missing last year. I know everybody was crushing their defense, especially the, the past defense. 
saying how terrible they looked, but you got to remember if you creating pressure at that that front level with the defensive line, you know it, it's going to create uh, some opportunities uh, in the secondary. And if, if you're creating pressure, you're, you're obviously going to force some throws uh, or, or at least speed up the timing of that quarterback. And he's going to uh, make some bad decisions. You know, if you watched <laughs> Chase Young, man, he was he was getting to the quarterback almost on every single uh, drop back for, for the pass that these opposing quarterbacks were doing. And he was constantly beating his uh, – offensive lineman that he was going up against he was always getting like two three yards like step he was he was just very quick off the line and if they could find somebody that's like that I mean obviously you're looking towards these uh incoming freshmen with JTT and Jack Sawyer but if you know Zach Harrison who's most likely going to be a starter if he can get off the line you know I, I think people um by creating pressure like that it's going to force the issue with the secondary, they're going to look much better. The linebackers are going to look better all around. The defense is just going to look better. If you can get some guy, whether it's ATT, Sawyer, you know, <laughs> Zach Harrison, if they can create that initial step, that initial pressure on the quarterback, you know, the defense overall is just going to look better. And linebackers, uh, Kate Stover's supposedly looking better. Uh, Taraja Mitchell, he's looking better. Those were names that are being thrown out there as guys that could step up, uh, replace some of those four guys that we lost to the NFL, or at least three of the guys to the NFL, but we end up losing four uh, linebackers. So those two guys are guys that you're going to uh, be focused in on, see if they can have another uh, good, solid week. Uh, during this fall camp, maybe solidify themselves as starters uh, going into that Minnesota game. Secondary, I'm really excited to see what's going on with them. Um, I know they were they were really uh, struggling last year, but I have all the confidence in the world that, I mean, you can't be much worse than they were last year, 122nd ranked out of 130 teams. Gave up over 300 yards of passing last year it, it they've got to be better and i'm looking forward to seeing what these guys can do they've got so many guys i they haven't really named any starters but you're definitely looking at josh proctor as a safety whether or not they're going with a single high safety or not um he's definitely a guy that you know everybody's looking towards tons of potential just like uh zach harrison on the defensive line but back there he's been i think he's been a starter he was starter last year as a safety, uh, played a lot of uh, minutes, a lot of snaps two years ago. He's definitely a guy that uh, we're looking at who could, you know, do some things. And hopefully it'll be special this year. So Josh Proctor is a name you want to look at, but man, there's some other dudes out there that are definitely turning heads. Uh, I really like Ryan Watts. I'm curious to see what Ronnie Hickman's going to do. I thought he played well last year. Uh, Cam Brown and Martinez, those guys, hopefully they can uh, put something together. There's some other guys that, you know, I'm missing, but overall, uh, the secondary, they're going to be looking better. So hopefully, uh, you know, it's going to 
tell you a lot after this first game in Minnesota, see how they look. Definitely that second game with Oregon. And I'm just curious to see who the starters are going to be because they haven't really named anybody. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, they return back to form, you know, producing guys that are going to be first round talent. Um, you know, they didn't have that last year with Sean Wade, kind of a disappointing season. But, you know, they've been cranking out some first rounders in the, the secondary. It'll be fun to see who they can uh, uh, can step up and, and, you know, move forward, looking like they can actually produce at the next level. So I'm excited about that. I think I touched on most of the uh, position groups and position battles there. Um, but, yeah, no, we've, uh, you know, got some guys that hopefully will uh, start turning some heads. Kind of excited to see what uh, uh, Steel Chambers does. He's been switching a position. Uh, he was a running back. Now he's going to be a linebacker. Uh, excited to see uh, if he can make that transition. Um, we got East Guy Jr. He's a guy that uh, came in with a lot of hype as a, as a wide receiver, and he's coming in now, switching positions to uh, tight end. They were kind of <clears throat> looking for some uh, depth there at that position. You definitely have uh, a strength with Jeremy Rucker, but uh, Guy Jr., I think with his size and speed, I think his toughness, um, he, he could po potentially uh, see some uh, playing time early on. Uh, at the tight end position, it'll definitely be interesting to see if he's going to be, uh, you know, playing opposite side on certain packages with Jeremy Rucker out there. But hopefully we can uh, get some questions answered here in 18 days. It should be fun looking at our team and, and hopefully, um, you know, it just gets excited that the games are actually going to start playing. I, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting excited, guys. Hopefully you are, too. Um, did have some bad news. Uh, we had a decommit from uh, a defensive back, five-star guy out of Florida uh, named Singletary. Looks like uh, he wants to stay south, uh, maybe possibly Alabama or, or another Florida school. Uh, that kind of hurts uh, moving forward. I think he was uh, part of the 20. 22 class, um, but I have no doubt that, you know, Kerry Combs will go out there and, and recruit another stud. Uh, I don't think it's going to be out of the realm that he's going to get another four or five-star guy. It's just, you know, it kind of stinks because you're, you're, you know, it's a five-star. You, you want to collect as many of those guys as possible, but, you know, not everybody is looking to play in the cold weather. I don't know if that's a factor or not, but you know these guys that come from Florida, it can be kind of a kind of a shock to them. But you know, I wish him the best of luck uh, moving forward. And um, you know, we also had another guy who was on the team, uh, an offensive lineman, enter his name in the transfer portal, uh, Ryan Jacoby. It doesn't sound like he was going to start uh, for the Buckeyes. It, Sound like he was actually struggling just to be uh, second string. And we just got word um, 
yesterday that he's going to uh, transfer to Pittsburgh to the Panthers. Uh, you know, once again, no bad feelings. You know, hopefully uh, he gets some playing time. It, but, you know, it, it just doesn't sound like it was going to be a good fit for the Buckeyes. Uh, I think he was actually from the state of Ohio, so it kind of stinks losing a guy uh, who was kind of born and bred a Buckeye. But um, it doesn't sound like he was going to start anyway for our team. So, you know what? Good luck to him. Um, no bad feelings. We, we've kind of got our guys set moving forward. You know, that's, you know, like I said, 18 days until kickoff. So I don't know if he's going to be able to start for Pittsburgh or not, but, um, you know, we, we've, we've kind of got some things um, lined up and you kind of have to at this point. I mean, the season's about to start. It's right around the corner. So uh, you're starting to finalize those positions who's uh, starting to separate themselves. And, um, you know, it, it's almost go time, guys. It's it's upon us. So, um, you know, talking about our team moving forward, it, it, it's looking good. I'm excited about what, what's going on. And, um, you know, at this point, it's it's time for the season to get started. But, you know, we did have some news this past week uh, in between podcasts that, um, once again, college football landscape could be changing. That's, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make of it. But supposedly, um, Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten, has been talking to the commissioners of the Pac-12 and the ACC, and supposedly they're going to be forming an alliance. And, you know, I just want to talk about football, but, you know, the, the the landscape of college football's changing and, and with the talk of these uh, three commissioners, they're saying they're forming an alliance. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on at this point, guys. I don't know if anybody really does. I don't know what to think about it. it you know, I kind of wish we had something concrete, but they're talking about forming an alliance. I don't know if that means that they're going to be having some sort of scheduling alliance where they're going to decide whether or not they want to only play their out-of-conference games amongst each other. Um, I don't think they're going to be creating one super conference between all three of them. I think that seems kind of ridiculous. Um, you know, it all started basically with the news that Texas and Oklahoma's uh, jumping ship from the Big 12 and moving on to the SEC. And it's just like, uh, I don't know, man. It's so chaotic at the moment. It, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it. I, th I think at this point, everybody just wants games to get started. But it's it's kind of confusing what, what's really going on. You know, there's a lot of discussions uh, behind the scenes. Um TV network uh, companies are getting involved. You know, I'm starting to hear uh, that Amazon is wanting to get involved. You know, obviously, I think they have the money, the firepower that could uh, bring college football to their streaming services with Prime. You know, they're already doing stuff with uh, Thursday night uh, football with the NFL. It's just a matter of time before they get involved with college football. You just have to wait and see what happens. You know, I don't 
I don't know what it all means with having this alliance, but it's clearly a power move and a power struggle within the conferences, mainly because of the SEC and, and, and adding two major programs like Texas and Oklahoma to their conference. It's just, you know, the SEC has strength and quality and brands. They've got, you know, they've definitely hit some home runs with the with the branding with Texas and Oklahoma. But, you know, how do you combat that? You know, I've heard, you know, some people say, well, do the other conferences really need to do anything? That's at this point, you can just hold serve and and try to keep uh, the talks around expanding the college football playoff and just move forward. I mean, it really doesn't make sense for Ohio State to jump ship. You know, you've got some separation between Ohio State and everybody else. Clemson, they've done the same thing with the ACC. They, they've got a stranglehold there and their conference. You know, and just win your conference and you're basically a shoe in for the college football playoff. I mean, it, it really didn't make sense for Oklahoma to leave. And they did anyway for the SEC. But, you know, I think they've won, what, five, six straight conference titles with the Big 12. It, it, it's clearly motivated by money. And, you know, is that really the smartest move? Is money really the only factor in your thinking? Um, it, I don't know, guys. Hopefully uh, you guys go to my Facebook page, leave me some comments, and, and tell me, you know, is that the smartest thing for Ohio State moving forward to jump ship to create maybe an alliance with the Pac-12 or the ACC? I don't know. You know, there, there was talk about super conferences, maybe four uh, super conferences with 16 teams each. That could possibly work, cut the NCAA com out completely. You know, that's, you know, out of, not out of the realm moving forward. You know, the, ACE, the, the, the NCAA doesn't seem to be, um, you know, doing anything productive. I mean, just this whole name, image, and likeness thing, they probably, I mean, what it sounds like is they just said, okay, everybody wants it, have at it. They didn't set any really any rules or guidelines behind it. You know, they don't really seem to be doing anything constructive as far as college football aspects. I mean, my goodness, it took them five years to come down with a ruling with uh, the Baylor situation and Art Bryles. And, and finally, after five years and finally said, okay, um, it's out of our hands. It's not in our jurisdiction to comment on this sort of situation. And we'll just leave it up to the lawyers. I'm like, really? You took five years to figure that one out? Like you had investigations and whatnot with their wrongdoings and and oh my gosh like guys so i don't have any respect for the ncaa and and the things that they do and it's just comical at this point that they're even looked at and they just threw up their hands with name image and likeness and who knows what's going on with college football expansion supposedly it's that's the conference commissioners they're actually the ones that are in charge i don't know I think everybody is starting to get tired of the NCAA and, and getting tired of all this uh, 
back and forth, whether or not the playoffs are going to expand, whether or not conference realignments happening, what's going on with that guys, uh, football's going to start in 18 days for, for Ohio state. And I think everybody is on board with just moving forward on that. So we can talk about games because that's what it's about. We're, we're just having fun from our normal daily lives, whether or not you got a career, you've got families, you've got, you're paying attention to politics, um, whatever's going on in life. It's good to have football back. It's good to go out there usually on Saturdays and, and watch your favorite programs play and have bragging rights amongst your rivals, amongst those uh, who you're playing against and in, in, in conference schedule play. It's, it's time. Um, I'm getting excited. Hopefully you are too, Buckeye Nation. Um, I'm going to try to break down anything that happens between now and, and the season. I'm trying to get into the uh, mindset of recording these uh, podcasts every Monday because that's exactly what I want to do once the season starts. Let's break down every single game for you guys. Um, whether you're listening or not, break it down for myself and and it'll just be fun uh actually covering games because that's what it's about so buckeye nation uh hold tight games are going to be starting soon it'll be fun hopefully you're uh getting excited i know i am and hopefully um we can just talk about games moving forward so uh thank you for stopping by appreciate it the love there from you guys at Buckeye Nation and um, get excited. Season's about to start and hopefully uh, all the players stay healthy. Hopefully we don't have anybody else getting injured and get ready for the season. So have at it, Buckeye fans. Uh, get ready. Uh, get excited. So go Bucks and have yourselves a, a great week. Thanks.